0: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is overtime open line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 30 Chair. On the right wing point, Barry, low to dry settle, and front, Yamamoto scores!
1: game winner tonight in Los Angeles Kyler Yamamoto with 446 on the clock. The Oilers add a couple of empty netters and get a 5-2 win over the Kings. Let's go back to L.A. Here's head coach Jay Woodcroft.
2: On our roster um, we've asked everybody to up their w- the work rate uh, we're asking um, the team to play a certain style a demanding style um, and we uh, very uh, happy that uh, the team is seeing results. That's a good team character win. Uh, we didn't score the first goal of the game and nobody hung their heads, uh, found a way to claw back. And uh, there wasn't a lot of real estate out there. So you had to fight for all your space. And uh, those those type of games uh, are not easy to win and uh, to see the effort level put forth by our players uh, was very impressive
3: did you like the effort leon and, and kyler put in on, on the winning goal did, you know just getting in there getting after the puck creating some confusion and, and capitalizing
2: yeah I, I thought what was great about that goal was it started with a pretty innocent looking shot uh from uh yamamoto and then it led to all that other stuff that you're you're referencing there um, for me that was uh you know some real skilled hockey players that found a way to make the difference when the game was on the line so it's a credit to uh, that line i thought they were good uh, all night and very skilled hockey play and it came when the game
4: game was on the line like i said Jay, Mike Smith was in here, and he took full blame for the opening goal, but then he really bounced back. What can you say about his ability to kind of maintain an even-keeledness? And, he's, you know, he says he's been a lo- around a long time. Yeah. Yeah, he's a competitive
2: uh, competitive goaltender, someone who gives uh, us a chance to win uh, on a nightly basis Um you know, you talk about when the game's on the line, you saw some, someone there uh, really dig in and uh, stand tall. And I uh, was very impressed uh, with his demeanor, with uh, his uh, talk with his teammates. Um, he doesn't wear a letter, but I think he's a real leader on our team.
3: With 25 goals this season for Connor, it's got to make things pretty easy when you have the best player in the world and say, go out there and do
2: your thing well yeah what i liked about the his goal tonight uh was it wasn't just him it was his line uh it started with a great neutral zone forecheck. check we pick one off pull RV, uh picks one off uh we go right back down uh the king's throat and uh what i love I, I love the skill play to knock the puck down and then uh to see the bodies around the blue paint and score a may type goal um, you know, when we're down one nothing at the end of the second period and there's not, like I said, there's, it was a tough game. There wasn't a lot of space out there. There weren't a lot of chances. Uh, so for us to score that type of goal at that time, um, we needed it. He's an impressive, impressive person to be around. But um, if I was just circling back on things, I would just say that... Um, that type of game tonight, I
4: think, was important for our team, and uh, I really liked our patience level. Jay, I know this was before you arrived here as the head coach, but just some numbers for reference: when Nugent Hopkins was out with injury, the, the team was 1-5 and 1. Since he's returned, he's put up nine points, seven two and ones in the 10 games. Is he overlooked in this market with the guys like McDavid and Drysdale picking up a lot of the headlines as they should? But Nobody can really overlook the importance of Nugent Hopkins.
2: I don't think he's overlooked with where where I think it matters most, which is in the dressing room. He's somebody who... uh who uh, garners a lot of respect uh, from his teammates, uh, certainly from his coaching staff. And uh, I think most opponents know when Ryan Nugent Hopkins is on the ice, he's someone uh, who we've tasked with helming his own line. And that line's been really good for us. Um, it allows us to create some mismatches that we, we think help our team win and uh, use them in every situation, feel uh, very good when he's on the ice. and uh he's, he's been a real good hockey player uh especially uh for my front row seat over the last three games thanks appreciate it
1: thank you all right that's jay woodcroft now three and zero as edmonton oilers head coach the record for the season now for edmonton 26 18 and three they move into third place in the pacific division with this 5-2 win over the kings thanks for staying up with us uh if you promise to leave the radio on I can tell you to turn CBC on your television if you haven't already. Olympic hockey quarterfinal, Canada or, uh, pardon me. is going to play in the morning. The United States and Slovakia are going to a shootout to decide who goes to the semifinal it's, uh, 10 minutes of three on three overtime no one could score tons of chances so we'll keep you updated on that one if you're uh, not able to watch we're in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center Rob Brown Reed Wilkins Hartland Ford overtime open line 5-2 final Rob I mean really a 3-2 game uh, it was when Daryl Sutter was coaching the Kings he coined that phrase I got to tell you halfway through the second period I thought it might be a one nothing game I thought that <laughs> LA goal might stand up this was a uh, a tight game, not a lot of chances, and in the end, a lot of drama.
5: Yeah, it was a fantastic game. And we talked about it at the end of the second period that I felt it was a playoff-style game. And then you heard Woodcroft at the very end of the game, This that was a May-style goal. And that's referring to a playoff-type goal that uh, McDavid scored. There was no room out there. It was physical, a little bit nasty at times. Both goaltenders were big when they needed to be. Uh, it it was fun to watch. And what I liked about the Oilers uh, that was different tonight than in years gone by when they play in LA, uh, the Oilers were patient tonight. They stayed with their game plan, uh, kept going forward. The LA Kings, when they got the lead, they just sat back and and they were going to feast on errors that the Oilers normally make, but the Oilers didn't. The Oilers didn't try to make something out of nothing. They took what they could get and just kept putting pucks on Nick, getting in front. Doing the little things right, and eventually it paid off for them. So it was, it was a good game that I think that uh, the Oilers very happy they got their two points, and the LA Kings probably a little disappointed they weren't able to get at least a point out of it because both teams that deserve something tonight because it was a, a very good, hard-fought, defensive battle out there that the Oilers are learning how to win.
1: Gotta tell you, final twenty seconds, Evander Kane could have rolled that puck softly behind the LA net and. Watch time run out. No, he fires it in for the fifth goal of the game. He turns on the Japanese Village goal light. So go to 630Ched.com and print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village featuring Alberta's own Brant Lake Wagyu. Visit JVEdmonton.ca. We turn that on whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. The goal scores today, Kaliev in the first period, McDavid in the second period. And then Nugent Hopkins put the Oilers out in front. Uh, Deneau tied it. Yamamoto, you heard the uh, game winner call there from Cam Moon. Hyman and Kane, empty net goals. But the Nugent goal from Fogel and Ryan. And uh, I mean, Nugent chipped it in. Robin, they went to work. And, and Ryan and Fogel freed that puck up for Nugent Hopkins.
5: Well, it, it's a, a line of guys getting a second chance. You know, Nugent Hopkins has not had an offensive year that you would have expected from him. Fogel. Uh, probably underwhelming after the expectations when the trade made. And obviously Ryan, the signing that he, that the Oilers thought, we're getting a third or fourth line center penalty killer. And he really dried up for, for a stretch, but they put them together and I think they all just uh, got together as a line and said, you know what, let's go out there and and have some fun and and play to our strengths. And that's what they're doing. Uh, They've got a guy that's the brain of the line and that'd be Nugent Hopkins they got the the experience in Ryan and then they got the worker bee and that's Fogle and they've they've found a way to get things going and do they played to their strengths i think that's the biggest thing uh, i think fogle was miscast for a little while when he was up in the top 6 i think ryan it was tough for him when he was only playing you know 4 or 5 minutes a night of even strength uh ice time so i think now that they're getting ice on a quality basis uh, there's they're starting to prove that they are capable of contributing in an offensive manner. And, I mean, this is, what, three games in a row where they've been very good as a line. So that bodes well for the Edmonton Oils if they got three lines that are capable of scoring.
1: Rob, are you able to watch this shootout while we're on here? I am. Well, I've watched the whole This over- guy just try- tried watched- your move. This guy
5: know just I, tried well, your move. <laughs> he he just—he wasn't able to put it where he needs to put it. you got to go top shelf. There should have been a, uh, uh, a penalty shot for the U.S. at the very end of the game. That guy got hauled down on a breakaway with no time left and but what a game though and what a way i mean these goaltenders have been fantastic as they're going into the yeah. extra shooters now
1: well and it, i i mean it, it looked like there was some fatigue late in the overtime too because there were a couple of two-on-ones where i i wondered if the passes would have been a little sharper earlier in the game you know what i mean because
5: well, there was one there's a two-on-two late in in overtime we're number 20, I don't know who it is for Slovakia, he just stopped skating. He gave the the Americans a full two-on-one. He's like, I, I got nothing left. You go in, if you score, you score, if not. But, I mean, it, it, I, I thought that the shootout would favor the Americans. I always found them to be very skilled in the the extra-time type of competitions. But this Slovak goaltender has been fantastic, and it, it has been a very entertaining game. Actually, it was a good day for Olympics. I watched the Jennifer Jones ranked today in curling that was a fantastic game and the game is over and the united states are out of the olympics in men's hockey
1: well you're you're a sh- full shooter ahead of me on, on okay your never feet, mind
5: oddly uh, enough I, yeah i'm well, not going to okay. tell you what happened then
1: <laughs> that's that's okay uh the Oilers win five 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 hundred dollar donation to 630 said centers anonymous from james h brown and associates unrivaled experience unrivaled commitment unrivaled results they're given a hundred dollars every time the Oilers score throughout the season uh, these no is, is I think it's best to I think it's is it it's five shooters, Rob.
5: Oh, I thought it was three. it's, from, no, it's, like it's five
1: shooters in the Olympics.
5: So no, I was just I I just had a premonition that the Americans were going to be out, and so they are now. Maybe
1: they are because you've probably seen the American guy go already. I'm about to okay, see. Okay,
5: okay, I won't tell you what happens. I won't tell you what happens. <laughs> But I got a lot of guys in white jerseys right now. Uh, celebrating okay, now it's over.
1: Me. Slovakia upsets the uh, United States. How about that shootout victory? The uh, States did not score a goal in five shootout attempts. Slovakia mm-hmm. got one. Crazy. Okay, uh, so the Oilers win at 5-2. Again, a, a major storyline. They go with seven defensemen. I don't know if they're going to keep doing that when Duncan Keith is back, but that's uh, at least a week away. I mean, he's been hurt uh a week and he was out going to be out two to four weeks but the the distribution is almost uh, uncanny nurse of course plays the most 22.55 you got cc 1821 barry 1726 uh, bouchard 1504 Laguson 1451 Line in 1307 and broberg 1156 so so i mean after nurse kind of everybody's between about 12 and 18 and
5: a half well I, honestly i think they will continue with with the, the eleven and seven and, and for two reasons. If Keith comes back, uh probably Broberg goes out, maybe Laguson, I don't know, but you're not taking Nima out. I mean, he gives them something that they don't have. So he's staying in for sure. So to me, they'll go with seven defensemen because I don't know if there's anyone that deserves to be out. And the other side of it is what they're not gonna go with an extra forward. I mean, tonight I mean, we thought Dave Tippett didn't play his fourth line much. Uh, last night, t- t- uh, Benson played seven minutes. Tonight, I don't know if Shore got on the ice after the first period. He only played two and a half minutes. So I can't see um, going 12 forwards because that means you'd put in a Benson and a Shore and combine. They're averaging, you know, about five minutes a night. So I think they're going to stay with this 11 and 7. And why change it? You're you're 3-0 and right now doing that. And you're getting... Uh, contributions up and down from your fours, but you're also your defenseman, your young defensemen are learning and they're playing very, very well.
1: That's our adjustment of the game for pro drain text for peace of mind down the line. I, we got to talk about Nima Leinen again. He is uh, absolutely fearless. Now he's going to get a reputation around the league as he gets older, and I'm sure there'll be some adjustments made, but uh, a dimension we haven't seen from an Oilers defenseman. And I'm not saying that every single Oilers defenseman over the last few years hasn't been willing to hit because that would be unfair. But it, a lot of defensemen, when they see an opportunity, you know, they'll take it. Neiman Leinen is creating opportunities. Like he's, he's going out there with the mindset uh, I'm hitting, I'm going to find a way to plaster a guy if I can. Well, he,
5: he, the only defenseman that I can remember in the last number of years with the Oilers is that, Liked throwing open ice hits was Matt Benning, uh, but not as aggressive and not as often as we're seeing. Uh, Nurse is physical, but he's more of a physical, he'll punish you and you'll, you'll take six cross checks, maybe an elbow and a fist to the face as you're fighting for space in front of the net. But you don't see Nurse stepping up very often. It, it's, a, it's not easy. There's very few defensemen in the National Hockey League that step up in open ice and throw big hits because it's hard. And if you miss, all of a sudden you've given up an odd man break going the other way. So uh, in my era, it was Scott Stevens, who was incredible at it. Uh, And the thing is, you get a reputation, but the reputation means as a player, you're hesitant going through the neutral zone. Uh, Ask any player that played during the Scott Stevens years. When he was on the ice, guys stayed away from the middle of the ice. They didn't want to get caught with their head down. So Nima Leinen is... He's going to get under the skin of the opposition. We've seen that in some of the games already. Uh, he just—it's a little bit of nastiness, and the Oilers—they uh, need that. And just think, Reid, when when we start getting full crowds back in in Rogers, what those hits will do to the stands—the how loud it'll be in the arena—and then the players on the bench will feed off of that. So uh, we've seen in the past how players can change the complexion of a game with a big hit. Well, Nimaline, and he's got that ability to to do that. Once we start playing in front of crowds here in Edmonton, full crowds, and, and get closer to playoff time, so I, I, I don't know how you take him. Out. And then the thing that you also throw in there, you don't see a lot of deficiencies. He's not making big mistakes or glaring mistakes. He's a very simple player, gets pucks out, moves it up quickly, and that's what you need from a from a defensive defenseman. So he's been excellent.
1: Oilers win 5-2 in Los Angeles before the game. Drew Doughty was honored. He recently played career game number 1,000. I set the line before the game for River Creek Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. At 7.5, combined hits and blocks for Drew Doughty tonight. It is under at four. He had two of each, so Mike is getting a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. All right, you're going to hear from Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Mike Smith. The orders take it 5-2. If you're on the CertainTeed Hotline, the pros' choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems, 780-496-0063. Please stay there. We'll get to you. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. In front of the net, to, oh,
1: what a save by Smith! And the puck goes to the side of the net. Huge save by Smith with a minute 40 left with the Oilers up a goal. The Oilers would get a couple of empty netters to win at 5-2 over Los Angeles. That is Mike Smith's save of the game for Reface Magic. Transform your kitchen with ease. See the magic at refacemagic.ca. The veteran goalie stops 30 out of 32 tonight. His record bumps up to 4-4-1. Here he is.
3: Yeah, we stayed patient. Stayed patient in our game and didn't get let it get away, away from us when, it was, when we were down one there. And, um, you know, banged in a gritty one there in the second and then just kind of stuck with it. And... Um, you know, there's never really been any panic in our game. It just seemed like it was it was going to be um, who made the last mistake was going to win the game and, and uh, uh, the other team was going to win the game. And so it just was, uh, you know, it's a valiant effort by a group. We just stuck with it and found a way to win. How much of this improvement is about Jay specifically and how much is just changing attitude, shape things up in the last week? Yeah, I mean, Woody's obviously came in and, and uh, you know, made some changes. But I think... All in all, like the player's gotta want it. You gotta want it as a player. You gotta you gotta wanna win and, and do anything it takes to you know to do that. The details in the game matter so much and, and uh that comes down to the players, you know, willing to do that, willing to, to do what it takes to uh, you know, play a whole 60, and and uh, you know, block shots and win battles and stuff like that. The little things that uh, in games mean so much in in the grand scheme of things. So I think Woody obviously just came in and, and uh, you know, up the detail level with uh, with with our players, and but the players have
4: bought in and and decided that uh, it's now or never. Mike, just maybe let us in between the ears. When you let in that first goal, what's your mentality? Because you can bounce back in a strong performance here tonight, 35 saves. Just maybe take us through what you were thinking there. Yeah,
3: I mean, I've been around long enough to know it's it's not always going to be perfect. And obviously, you know, I'll take 100% blame on that play. It was just, uh, you know, Nemo's a new guy in front. You know, played less than 10 games in the league with me. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm active back there. So I think there's just a bit of miscommunication there. But but uh you know what there's a lot of game left you know there's a lot of game left where you know we're a high power offense that you just know you got to stick with it and just make saves and not let it get away from you and I think the guys did a real good job of not letting it rattle us you know we just kept coming and stayed patient like I said and and uh we're able to stick with it stick with it and and able to get two points you
4: had 35 saves tonight you had 37 saves in your last win as a goaltender do you almost prefer to see more shots get a little bit more feel or I mean it was was kind of
3: a weird game to be honest it was I think halfway through the game or more it was I only had like twelve or thirteen shots. So it was kinda it's kind of a weird game. It was kind of a chess match there for a bit and then it seemed to open up a little bit uh, with some power plays and stuff. But you know, whatever it may be, it's just you gotta do the same job. It's if you get forty, if you get twenty, you gotta you gotta get in the way of pucks and I was able to do that tonight.
4: Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, since his return, ten games he has nine points. Your team is now seven, two, and one after going one, five, and one without him. Do you think that's a coincidence that your team has picked up seven wins since he's come back? Not at all. Not at all. I, I don't think
3: Nugget gets enough credit for, for what he brings to this team and this organization, and he's just such a great leader. You know, on and off the ice, he's, he's such a great character. He's He does a lot of things really well, and a lot of things really well, and he can play in any position. So he's just, uh, you know, he's a player, he's a glue guy. He's a guy that uh, can play up and down the lineup, kills penalties, plays in the power play. So when you're missing a guy like that for an extended period of time, you know, those guys are hard to replace. So it's glad to have him back, and obviously, you know, we can see what he does when he's in the lineup and helping our team win. Mike, thanks for this. Thanks.
1: All right, that's Mike Smith. It's 30 saves tonight for Mike Smith. He gets the win. The Oilers take down the Los Angeles Kings 5-2 in a tight, tense game in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, he said it, Rob, not a a fan of his first goal against, but he's been through it. (laughs) He he doesn't expect it to be a perfect game. Overall, that's a very solid outing by Smith. Yeah,
5: it was a very good outing. And, And we talked after the game, Bob and I, bad goals, Go in all the time every game it's it's how goalies respond it's making the next save or making the save at the right moment uh not letting it fester um and he didn't he just blew it off and 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 played a wonderful game and made big save. i mean the best save he made might have been in the last 10 seconds of your game or just before the empty net goal it was a huge save so mike smith's got his swagger back and when he has a swagger the Oilers have a swagger because they live and die on the on the back of their goaltenders and smith has been good skinner's been good and it allows the oiler team to sometimes if there is a mistake it's not crushing them so smith yeah he let the first one in but it, uh the team team responded he responded and it was a uh, another really good goaltending effort that's 3 in a row well since the coaching change all three games the goaltenders have been the better goaltender in the game all right,
1: Oilers win at five-two. Eleven different players get at least a point tonight for the Oilers. Uh, the guys with multiple points tonight: Evander Kane gets a goal and an assist. Connor McDavid gets a goal and an assist. We'll go to the Certainty Hotline. The man who apparently never sleeps. Good morning, Sir Robert. What's on your mind? Uh, hey guys, how you doing?
6: Pretty good. Well, I have a uh, I have a quick question for Rob, and then I have a couple points I'd like to make. I guess. Uh... Uh, I guess my question is, do you th- do you think that the uh, penalty kill since the coaching change has kind of simplified things a bit? Because because that's kind of what that's ca- that's kind of how it looks to me.
5: Um, I, I don't know if it's simplified. I think they've made some changes up front. McLeod's killing now. Seidel's uh, killing more now, and they got Hyman and Nugent Hopkins back, which is huge because they're the two best penalty killers they have. Then on the back end, you're seeing uh, Nima Lionen out there. You're seeing a legacy out there. So I, to me, it's not so much them doing a whole lot different. I just think the the players that they have out there are just better at doing it than the players that they had out there earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But and I guess uh,
6: uh, I, you know, I guess my first point is, you know, I like the uh, I like how the Oilers. Uh, Stepped up tonight when the game kind of got physical, especially when they were behind. I noticed uh, that they, especially guys like Nima Line, and they didn't, they didn't back down. I like that. And, uh, uh, and then my second point, I guess, is that is on smith i I mean you know i'm thinking you know i'm thinking to myself you know after that first goal you know what might happen because it's a a soft goal but i mean after that smith was a wall back there it was a great game by him and it was you know uh, uh you know and it was a great game by the whole team thanks guys
1: yeah thanks sir robert we appreciate it yeah and just let's just talk about the special teams angle a bit uh tonight rob the oilers power play has an 0 for 4 and uh, weren't able to score on the Power Play last night either in San Jose. The Power Play update for Extreme Power Products, your full-line Kubota dealer with four locations, including their new Camrose location. Check out Extreme with an X, powerproducts.com. Uh, but the Kings go over for 5 on their Power Play, and uh, there weren't a lot of games earlier in the season where you would expect the Oilers to win going over 4 on the Power Play. But, but what is leading to the 0 first the last couple of
5: games? Well, a few things, um, and we've talked about it a lot over the last month month and a half i mean the oilers when they were 50% early in the season they had a long stretch where they were between 40 and 50% on the power play teams took notice they they took they watched video they saw what the oilers were successful at and then the thing about coaches coaches as soon as there's someone having success okay how can we stop them from having success and they'll sit down with the video and they'll go over it time and time again trying to figure out okay what can we do to stop them to slow them down and and they just bottled a they bottled it up so they're not allowing the cross ice pass so now the the big one-timer to an open net i mean leon Dreisettle went what almost two months without a power play goal they took that away uh tonight was a great example la was incredibly aggressive If you're going to give Leon and Connor and Nugent Hopkins and those players time to make a play, they pick you apart. So teams are like, well, you know what? We're going to force them everywhere, and if they can make three great passes in a row, well, so be it, and they're going to get a great opportunity, but we're not going to give them easy ones. And tonight, L.A. was fantastic doing it. San Jose, the other night, the same thing. They are being much more aggressive. And the third thing, and probably the biggest thing, the thing that they can actually control, and that's they're not shooting enough from the point and a shot from the point drags the penalty killers higher and it opens up the seams and if you don't shoot from the point well now as a defender you're like okay we can leave him up there and that will just clog up the middle here we'll clog up down low and not let the skilled players make those easy tic-tac-toe passes because we don't respect the guy at the point for scoring because they rarely go back there and use them
1: all right, looking around the NHL tonight for Edmonton Trailer, looking for parts, service, rentals or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Sidney Crosby scored career goal number 500. Latang won it in overtime. Penguins take down the Flyers 5-4. Tyler Toffoli scores in his first game. With Calgary, the Flames are on fire indeed. A 6-2 home ice win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Stars upend the Avalanche 4-1. It is the Capitals winning 4-1 over the Predators. Ovechkin gets two. He's up to 31 on the season. Rangers get by the Bruins 2-1 in a long shootout. Lightning outscore the Devils 6-3. The Sabres beat the Islanders 6-3. And it's the Blues getting a 5-2 win over the Senators. As uh, Rob and I told you, it was uh, Slovakia knocking out the United States in a shootout 3-2 the final, in a quarterfinal men's hockey at the Olympics. Uh, we got the Russian Olympic Committee in Denmark tied. What is this in the second, round? It's 1-1 yeah, one, 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 one 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 in one, one the second. 1-1 partway through the it, second. De- Denmark would be quite a story.
5: It, it's huge, although I think the shots right now are like 24-8 to eight, or 24-6 to six for Russia, um, or I guess whatever they're called, the ROC. Uh, Denmark... I'm not sure. I'm not sure they're going to have another opportunity to score. I think they want to get into a shootout myself because the Russians are all over them.
1: <laughs> all right, and we've moved did, into did, did Wednesday. You re, it, Ray, Sorry, did you see
5: ahead. the Dafoe score tonight for the Calgary Flames? Did you see his goal? Yeah, it was a great goal. Oh, what a play by Johnny Gaudreau! Tuck it in. Yep. Yeah. but that was after Johnny Goudreau flipped it from the top of his oh, own yeah. circle and landed Flippy. it. And landed it all the way down in the offensive zone and Defoli picked it up. That was a really, really pretty goal. Nice, nice way to start with your new team with a nice goal like that.
1: All right, and we've moved into Wednesday, so it's at nine ten tonight. Canada United States women's hockey. So nine ten mountain time tonight. So if you're up now, you'll probably be up. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to watch that, or you'll be staying up to watch it. If uh, I'll be watching on that one. Early thing or something. yeah, That's going to be fun. And the Canadian men play at 6.30, so in six and a half hours, mountain time, Canada and Sweden. Oh. So there's some other games to keep an eye on.
5: Hey, we may as well just keep the show going until then. We'll just watch hockey all night long, and you and I can talk. <laughs>
1: well, it's a joke, because all these uh, quarterfinals are happening back-to-back-to-back to back to back overnight, right? So you could stay up and watch hockey all night, which would be pretty cool. Okay, oh, we got... John, Sh- John
5: Shannon can call us, because he's watching them right now, so that's yeah, what of us oh, yeah,
1: John's staying up for quite a while. <laughs> we got uh, Sean on the Certainty hotline as well. Go ahead, Sean.
0: Hey, guys. Good morning. I got a question for Rob. Rob, when a, a coach gets let go, do they get the opportunity to uh, say goodbye to anybody—the uh, players or staff members or anything like that?
5: Um, I, I can't. I can't say about staff members that I don't know, but for players, usually not. Uh, usually, the coach is let go in an in a time where the players are already gone or they're not there yet. Uh, the times, and I've I've played for a few teams where the coach has been fired. Uh, usually the players will. We all got the phone number of the coach. So usually you'll just you'll text or you'll call and talk to the coach. But rarely, it, it they usually do it in a, in a time where the coach and the players aren't going to see each other because normally the, the when the players come in, they're usually seeing the new coach right away.
6: So the security comes and uh, takes them out the back.
5: Door. <laughs> <laughs> yep, takes your computer away, walks you, up, blindfolds you, and everything. So it, it is tough, and that's the thing for for players. Uh, there's a guilt you you feel really guilty when a guy loses his job because it's you weren't good enough as a team that's why that guy lost his job and whether you loved him as a coach or not uh, most of the coaches you play for are pretty good people and you get to know their families and and their kids and you see them around and they on the human level it's hard when someone gets fired and usually that's why you have that bounce right afterwards because the players feel guilty about what happened In the next few games, they play quite well because they're just trying to uh, get rid of the guilt that they have for, for losing or help a guy losing his job. Yeah, Dave Tippett
1: was fired on Thursday. That was an off day for the Oilers, so the players wouldn't have been around the rink, and you probably heard Ken Holland in his availability say that he did you know, call some of the Oilers' uh, key guys that morning, so yeah, there wouldn't have been any crossing paths that day. I'm sure in this day and age, Rob, where you can text somebody, there would have been a lot of uh, thanks for everything, I wish you well, but you got you got to focus on the new coach and now the task at hand with him
5: yeah oh absolutely and and the funny thing about coaching changes it benefits some players and it doesn't others and we've seen here uh devon shore was an, an automatic playing for dave tippett and he's played a total of two minutes and 30 seconds i think in three games Derek ryan was a fourth line guy in healthy scratch at time times now he's playing on a third line a very very successful uh third line so it, it Certain players appreciate a coaching change, and other players are like, "Oh, why did we play better? Why didn't we play better for Tippett? Because I was, I got so much more ice time there." But uh, the biggest thing is, uh, it's a new voice, and sometimes you're still hearing the same thing that the last coach said, but now it's being reaffirmed because the new coach is saying the same thing. Oh God, I guess we should have listened to the last guy because he was right. Uh, but a new voice usually spurs a team on for a while.
1: Okay, so the Oilers win 5-2 in Los Angeles. Good game for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. You will hear from him when we bring you back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Live Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair.
6: corner of the Kings end. Puts it side of the net. Fogle out to Nugent Hopkins. Scores! Ryan
0: Hopkins puts it in,
1: and the Oilers have a 2-1 lead. Nugent Hopkins, seventh of the season with 12-16 left in the third period. Yeah, that did put Edmonton up 2-1, as Cam Moon told you in that call. Dano would tie it. Yamamoto would get the winner with 446 left and a couple of late empty netters from Hyman and Kane. Back to Los Angeles. Here's the Nugent.
4: TIGHTLY CONTESTED BATTLE through THE OPENING 40 MINUTES AND THEN REALLY OPENED UP IN THE THIRD.
7: Uh, YEAH, I MEAN, WE KNEW WHAT WE WERE GETTING INTO TONIGHT AND uh, WE JUST, uh, WE HAD THE MINDSET OF JUST STICKING WITH IT. I MEAN, uh, THEY GOT UP ONE EARLY BUT um, DIDN'T DETER US. SECOND PERIOD, WE GOT A BIG GOAL. Um, late and then uh, just kind of stuck with and, uh, and kept pushing and pushing and eventually broke through and uh, that's how we're gonna have to win win games uh, uh, the second half of the season here it's gonna be uh, tight checking and uh, nothing's gonna be free so uh, definitely uh, a big game for us a uh, big divisional game too so uh, nice to get the win.
4: Seems like the line uh, with you Fogel and Ryan have really developed some early chemistry what is it about you three that kind of works as a trio? Well
7: I think uh, um, we keep it simple we go get pucks and uh, we make plays from there so uh, last night it was kind of the same mentality we just put pucks deep and switching sides and coming up with it obviously if you're gonna dump it in you got to go get it so um, those two those two guys do a great job of uh, getting in on a four check and creating loose pucks and uh, uh, making little plays to each other and supporting the puck everywhere I think Mike Smith will be the first one to admit that he wanted that first one back
4: but just maybe the battle level he kind of displayed throughout the night 35 stage for his fourth one
7: well I mean he made some huge saves uh, uh, when we need him to and uh, I thought we did a pretty good a better job of battling in front of him not giving up too, too many high-quality chances but when they're there he uh, he came up big so it's, uh, it's great to see uh, both last night skins and uh, and uh, Smitty coming up big for us. Seems like Yamamoto comes up in pretty
4: big moments I definitely think of St. Louis when he scored with just 30 seconds left and again the game winner tonight it's maybe his ability to kind of come through the clutch it seems.
7: Yeah he's, he's one of those guys that just kind of uh, goes to the dirty areas and uh, and doesn't uh, take no for an answer so uh, definitely happy for him to get that one and uh, it's just uh, all-around uh, good effort on the goal and uh, it's, it's big for him to bury it for sure. Last question for me Ryan um,
4: it seems like the identity that you guys wanted to develop since Woodcroft came in is be harder to play against especially in your own zone. Do you feel like that's it's trending in the right direction over the last three games?
7: Uh, yeah I, I definitely think so. I think coming through the neutral zone too uh, we're doing a better job of having a uh, forward coming back letting the D uh, get a good gap and uh, make stands so it's uh, nobody's uh, again free entries on us and uh, we obviously got to keep that going and then just hard to play against in our own zone, nothing nothing easy to the net. And uh, don't let guys uh, get in front of Smitty or uh, Skinzy too easy. So uh, we're definitely uh, taking steps in the right direction, but uh, obviously, obviously you got to keep going here. Thanks for this, Ron. Thanks, guys.
1: That is Ryan Nugent Hopkins helping the Oilers win tonight, 5-2 over the Los Angeles Kings. So they're 3-0 under Jay Woodcroft, now 26-18-3 on the season. If you look at the Pacific Division standings, Calgary first with 60 points, Vegas second with 59, Edmonton now third with 55. L.A. and Anaheim also have 55, but the Oilers have played fewer games, so the points percentage puts them into third another big one coming up on thursday at home against the anaheim ducks we have it for you on six thirty. 30 chad 5 30 for the face-off show and the game will start at seven get more on this game on 630 30 global globalnews.ca bob Stoffer has spoilers now from noon to two tomorrow i will have inside sports from six to eight thanks to kellen kennedy our studio producer for this game We've been in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers take it in L.A., 5-2. 630
0: Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.